Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. But Ed Oliver needs to be a factor in this game. That's why you draft him in the top 10 and reward him with a contract extension. He's played great all year, but he's going to have to be a factor. And then offensively for the Bills, you know, with this Chiefs game and then moving forward in that final four games, they're going to need to play dominant football, which they've done the last two weeks. There's Eric Wood, former Bills center, Bills color guy from the Bills radio network. Earlier today on One Bills Live, we, we're the sports bar. Danger in Bataglia. Appreciate you joining us at 95.7 FM, AM 950, the Fan Rochester and the Odyssey app. And don't forget about the video stream up now at the Fan Rochester on YouTube. Also on Twitch, we go to Kansas City, our Odyssey Sports sister station, 610 Sports in Kansas City. And our pal, Jay Binkley, joining us. For Chiefs week, and we're looking forward to Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon, Jay, but we wanted to start with last night, and, and I think last night kind of put an exclamation point on what a lot of us have been seeing throughout the course of this season, that things are just a bit off with this season's Chiefs team. Yeah, no question about it, guys. But it's fun to be doing this again. We've had quite a little run uh, with Chiefs and Bills going forward. But yeah, it's another self-inflicted uh, wound uh, game for the Chiefs. They've really a collection of those. The Detroit Lions game, they should have won. Kadarius Tony kind of handed them the game with the bobbled uh, passes. The Philadelphia Eagles held the 238 yards. Chiefs still lose. Broncos blew them out. But the Packers... I do feel it was some questionable calls in that game, clearly, uh, but they were clearly outplayed by Green Bay. Uh, it, Jay, is uh, the reality setting in in Kansas City that something may be different this year in the fact that if the Chiefs want to get back to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to do this likely on the road? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. And here's the one thing I'll remind people. 2019, uh, Mahomes' first Super Bowl, they were 8-4 and four on December 1st. Last year, uh, December 4th, they were nine and three, and they sit at eight and four now on games that really they should have won. Uh, to be honest with you, but this feels different uh, with this group. Clearly, it's more of a defensive team uh, than offensive at this point. But playing on the road, Mahomes actually has more wins on the road than he does at Arrowhead Stadium. Believe it or not, in his career, he's won more times there. I mean, he's a road warrior. He's seventh even one against the division, the AFC West, on the road. Andy Reid does well on the on, on the road. And quite frankly, a lot of these road games turn into Chiefs games. I mean, 20%, 30% fans, they had over 50% fans in Las Vegas last week. So they do travel well. I think the Chiefs like a chip on their shoulder and don't mind playing on the road at all. Uh, but yeah, since Mahomes has been a starter, 37-11 on the road. Jay, what are defenses doing differently to the Chiefs this year? Have they figured out, you know, how to how to stop Kelsey and, and maybe lean a little bit more? Have the Chiefs have to lean a little bit more on their wide receivers who haven't been as reliable as you had a couple of seasons ago with Tyreek Hill? 
I think it's some of the stuff we've seen in the past. Now it's about making adjustments to the Chiefs' defense uh, that we're starting to see in the last couple of games. But I think a lot of it comes down to a talent issue. Uh, didn't have a you know a, a ton of money to spread around. Uh, went into it with a receiver group that I mean, quite frankly, is just Juju Smith Schuster here last year that was the difference. But they bring in Richie James, they draft Rasheed Rice, and they thought they'd be okay. It's clearly you can't pay everybody. The check does come due at times, and the Chiefs have tried to get themselves um, out of things financially a little bit. Last year it worked out for them. They had five rookie defensive backs playing in the Super Bowl. Um, they had a leading rusher that was a seventh-round pick, and the Chiefs had the third-most starts uh, for rookies of any team in the National Football League, and the only two teams ahead of them picked one and two in last year's draft, and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. So it's been a, it's been a money issue for them trying to get by, um, but these, these problems really haven't been corrected, and I think that's the big problem. I mean, just the, the red zone errors, they scored points against the Packers the first four drives of the game last night, they were just getting these self-inflicted wounds when they'd get inside the red zone, bounce out, and have to end up uh, with the field goal. But they've had some wide receiver talent issues uh, with this year's team. And, and the defense are playing kind of like they've done the last couple of years, a lot of shell defenses, forcing the Chiefs to uh, not go deep, forcing them to uh, get yards after catch, but they're gradually starting to do that a little bit here, more here and there. But they're constantly having to switch to what teams are doing. But yeah, Kelsey's drawing double teams. He's drawing triple teams. He did last year as well, but was able to be okay. He was still able to get a thousand yards. Uh, things a little bit different this year because they don't have that secondary guy. Cause last year they had Juju on the short intermediate routes, good yards after catch guys. And they're trying to develop rice that to kind of take some of that uh, pressure off of uh, Travis Kelsey. Cause right now that's the only guy you want to shut down. We'll go in shut down Travis Kelsey, and if anybody else beats us, that's fine, but it's not like Kelsey continue to beat us. We're talking to Jay Binkley, 610 Sports in Kansas City, and Jay, it's not like the Bills haven't had their problems on offense. They fired their coordinator. <laughs> for, uh, yeah. But going up until that firing, we heard this phrase from Sean McDermott, and I think uh, you know many uh, Bills fans uh, had, had were really explosed talking about complimentary football and the idea that uh, sure. you, know, you have to use all three phases. Is that kind of where you're at in Kansas City? I mean, can the Chiefs, their defense alone, Jay, if that's end up and the Chiefs just kind of manage things on offense, can the Chiefs win in a different way here uh, as we head to the postseason? Yeah, I think so. And I told you guys last spring when I was talking about the Chiefs, I said, watch out for this defense. I honestly believe this is the best defense Mahomes has ever had. It is the youngest uh, starting defense in the National Football League in a defense that actually finished number two in the NFL in sacks last year. They win the last night game fourth in the NFL in sacks. They're third in points against. Uh, last night was not a good game for them. I mean, 27 points is the most points they've given up all year. It had just been 24 points against the Broncos, but they've really been limiting points. Teams have been moving the ball a little bit on them here and there, but haven't been scoring. And the defense has been fantastic, especially the secondary and the pass rush. The run defense, though, has kind of let them down. Uh, the last couple of weeks where teams more ball control, long uh, drives and kind of putting the Chiefs in a hole to start the game. Do you think defensively the way the game is called by Spagnolo, it can be a little bit of a liability that the tendencies of a Spagnolo, and I'll put Sean McDermott in this in this category as well, a lot of defensive coordinators, you just kind of know what you're getting as you're going into that game. And, and if you're Jordan Love and you have experience getting blitzed by a, a Spagnolo called defense, you can kind of prepare for that and, and exploit that like he did last night. 
I think they should have maybe held off on it too because they didn't blitz as much as they used to and gave, I feel, Jordan Love uh, more time to have really one of his best games. And we've seen that. Just some weird things like Aiden O'Connell had a good game against the Chiefs. Zach Wilson, uh, believe it or not, had a good game against the Kansas City Chiefs. But he still gets the job done, and I'll credit Spags because he finds a way to blitz from all over the place. And what he's done with the secondary, you know, being a former secondary guy, has been unbelievable because this has been an offensive team that's clearly one with defense this year. And Steve Spagnola has uh, deserved a lot of credit. But we've seen defenses around the NFL start to catch up. It's not just Chiefs. We've seen defenses get uh, exponentially better across the league. Yeah, coming up uh, after the Bills game, <laughs> this is the funny thing, Jay. Like, that was a Monday night game. Patrick Mahomes, Monday night football. Travis Kelsey, Monday night football. The promise that maybe Taylor Swift would show up uh, outside of Boston. Monday night football. The Patriots are so bad, they flexed that out. How did that go over in Kansas City, Jay? You know what? It's funny, though. I mean, how bad? I mean, because <laughs> the Chiefs have been ratings gold. Because all their games come down to the wire. Whether they win or lose, they come down, and the ratings prove it out. I mean, the best Monday night football game in 25 years, and they played the Eagles. I think, guys, that they're relieved that they, that game got flexed, to be honest with you. Warren Sharp, a sharp football, put a great stat out last May when the schedule came out. And he said he looked over the last 35 years, and the Chiefs were the only team that he found the last, on a six-week stretch, which weeks 12 through 17, that does include the Packers last week and the Raiders, the Chiefs have had less rest than their opponents. For example, the Buffalo Bills had a bye week. They play the Chiefs. Chiefs just played an evening game Sunday. So I think they're relieved to have that Monday night football game move to noon on Sunday because the Raiders play on Thursday night football. So they would have Friday off, Saturday off, all the day off till till, till Monday night. Chiefs would be flying back, getting home at 3 or 4 in the morning. So I think uh, deep down they're relieved. They still have less rest than the Raiders, so that streak still continues. Six straight weeks of less rest, but I think they're kind of relieved. And just isn't it stack crazy for the Patriots? They've uh, <laughs> they've allowed the, uh, the three straight games under 10 points and lost. The first team to do that since 1938. Fellas, yeah. that's before World War II yeah. for the United States. Yeah. Uh, you have to go back to the Chicago Cardinals, I want to say. I think this is where wow. the stat aged. Yeah. Uh, Jay, we, we started our conversation with some sound from uh, former Bills center Eric Wood, who mentioned Ed Oliver, the Bills pass rush, the Bills defensive line. I just wanted to get a state on the Chiefs offensive line. We knew that Orlando Brown was going to be leaving at the beginning of the season. How's the new Chiefs offensive line been this season? How have they held up? And and is there a concern when you have a guy like Ed Oliver, who's having himself a, a, you know the best season of his career, who needs to step up for the Bills pass rush here to get some pressure up the middle there on Patrick Mahomes? It's incredibly, incredibly tough in the middle. The center, uh, the two guards, you'll see some all-pro and Pro Bowl selections from them. Uh, it gets a little thin to tackle. Donovan Smith comes over. He protected the blind side of Tom Brady. And Juwan Taylor comes over uh, from the Jags. But he's got 16 penalties on him this year. I will say this. The Chiefs did give up three sacks in that first half, the most Mahomes has ever had. But they were the fewest sack team in the NFL. They've only given up 14 total sacks all year. That is dead last in the NFL, so they had done good, and they're doing a much better job run blocking, but that interior part of the offensive line has been the strength, and clearly, Donald Smith was dealing from some injuries. The Chiefs had a rookie, Wanya Morris, in there quite a bit at left tackle yesterday, but the strength of that offensive line 
is is right in the middle, the center and the two guards. They, they they've been excellent. And Jay, just because I know you know you're you're complaining about it, Bills fans have been complaining about it. The officiating has been an issue in the league. Mm. It's always an issue in the league. I'm curious when we uh, when we revisit this game come a week from today, how many complaints are we going to be dealing with about Jawan Taylor and his <laughs> inability to stay uh, stay still there pre snap? Yeah, you know what? He's done a much better job at that. Like it's been holding lately, but he's done a much better job about that alignment. And how about that narrative? The Chiefs are one of the, we win that game as the 13th most penalized team in the NFL. Do you realize the Chiefs went 92 minutes of game minutes where the opponent didn't have a penalty? They went the whole Raiders game. Raiders didn't even have a penalty when the Chiefs played them. And then they went the whole first half of the Packers game, no Packers penalty. And then an egregious pass interference against the Chiefs, which would have given Mahomes and the offense the ball at the seven-yard line with 43 seconds to go. And the Chiefs get screwed by the officials once again. The narrative was the Chiefs get all the calls. The reality is they don't. No, I can't wait till you know Josh Allen does a little flop, and you know you get the fifteen yards, Jay. Oh, yeah, and you'll all be will, upset this week. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay Binkley will do it too. Elvis could do it too. So it'll be a battle of that. One uh, thing I, I, I going into today, I was predicting in my mind, like, okay, I, I think we're going to have a coach fire. I'm thinking like this would be the time to, for Washington to move on from Ron Rivera, and maybe you give Eric Bieniemy a chance. Maybe that still happens with them on the bye week. But, you know, Biennemi in Washington, I don't think it's anything his fault, but I guess the question is about what's happening in Kansas City with this offense. Um, how much of it would you say, if any, uh, is the fact that Biennemi is It's there? Matt Nagy's fault. It's all Matt Nagy's fault, said this Chicago Bears fan. Well, he took Trubisky to the playoffs twice. To be quite honest with you, that ought to give you an award or something, or like, you know, free Chipotle forever um, is what he should do, but... No, that, that question has been asked a lot on the post-game show uh, about the enemy. Andy Reid still calls the plays. I mean, it's still his job to call the plays. They help with the insults throughout the week. But I'll say this. There's been a talent issue. The talent of Chiefs wide receivers is different. So I don't care who is uh, the offensive coordinator with the Chiefs. The talent is the talent. That's not going to change. The one thing that I think the enemy was so good at when he, I remember his first day in Kansas City at training camp back in 2013. He played with Andy Reid, and you could just hear him. He was just barking at the players as a running backs coach, and he was always, you know, real boisterous, and he'd get in your face a little bit. And a lot of the the errors by the Chiefs and the drop passes, I have no doubt that the enemy would have been in their face uh, when they come back to the sideline. I think they missed maybe that attitude. I don't think the play calling any of that changes. The talent is the issue. Uh, with the wide receivers. But the one thing about being enemy, I think they would miss is kind of that uh, attitude that he had that uh, he didn't care who you are, he'd get in your face. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He is Jay Binkley. You can hear him on the Odyssey app at our Odyssey Sports Sister Station, 610 Sports in Kansas City. So, Jay, we're sending a, a Rochester representative your way for this game Kurt. late on Sunday afternoon. I'm just we're curious, uh, how, how close will he be to the Kelsey box? And, and is there a chance that we can maybe get a selfie? Oh, of course, man. If you want a selfie... I'll do that. But we're going to treat him up right. We're going to treat anybody with Rochester. No, uh, I'm not talking about a selfie with you. I'm talking about a selfie with Taylor. Come on now. Oh, you don't want a selfie with me? Because that'd break the camera. <laughs> no, we, we want Taylor. We want we want as close to America's oh. princess as possible. Do we know if she's going to be at the game? This is going to be, a, a you know, obviously a highly televised game. We expect a lot of eyeballs tuning in. She's been hanging out in Kansas City now that their tour's taking a break uh, through February. So I think she's been... Uh, She's been hanging out here in Kansas City. He had to go get another house because his house is like in a neighborhood. Anybody could drive through it, hang out, and having that problem, I think, quite a bit. So he went out and bought another mansion here in Kansas City that's got a privacy fence and everything else. So uh, he's protected for that. But no, I can't guarantee a selfie with Taylor. I can give him one. Okay. Have you had any contact, Jay? Like you're out? I picture you out of the no. stadium. No, nothing. No, I, I've had nothing. I've got, I've got nothing. I'm not. It's a it's a higher pay grade than me. I've does it you know, does I don't it mingle. Put, I don't mingle with the stars. You know, I'm not I'm not danger Bataglia. Does it put the know? Chiefs at any sort of disadvantage? I mean, when Denver trolled the Chiefs by playing Shake It Off after they yeah. beat them at home. I mean, is that that's funny? Yeah, it's it's funny. But I mean, is there something to that? I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that's funny about Denver. Denver is their mentality. Listen, they lost 16 straight to mm-hmm. the Chiefs, including a game this year. They finally beat the Chiefs, and they want to start trolling the world. How about just beat the Chiefs? 16 and 0 and 16 is embarrassing. So you know they can troll away. Um, who cares, really? I mean, it's it's brought eyeballs to televisions. Uh, people watch it. I mean, it's his business now. I mean, people kind of leave him alone, believe it or not, and it's, especially around here. Just kind of the way that the, the city is. You know, you go on with your business. And you do your deal, but yeah, with Denver trolling and everything, thinking they're they're funny and the whole incomplete chant they have after every incomplete pass. I mean, come on, I guess they got their Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs. They can print some T-shirts and have some fun with it. Yeah, you know, Jay, we know from talking to you in the past that when you know talk about you know rivals for the Chiefs, it's everybody in the division, of course, and then it's certainly Cincinnati because you know they like to run their mouths a little bit. And Buffalo, right. you just kind of look at but all right. So the open-ended question. Right, we like Buffalo. We're, we're, okay, how do you view what's going on in Buffalo this year with the Bills at 6-6 six and six here? It's interesting. I, I didn't see it, guys. I, I told you I thought uh, Buffalo Bills were the class of that division. Um, we see things. I see, you know, you see, see things that go on when you're watching. Because I watch Buffalo, of course, every chance I get. But, you know, Stephon Diggs and the relationship. How's that relationship going with Josh Allen? Because it seems like when things go well, everything goes well, but they don't win. 
it doesn't go well. That became a point of contention because it appears that way. You know what? It's probably like very much like what you were just saying about Kelsey. Like for people in Buffalo and people that are close to this team, Steph Diggs is not a storyline. It's not. It hasn't. It hasn't been since the off season and and in early in the preseason, it all kind of got squashed. He's just a. He's a competitor. He's a guy that you know, incredible talent. He's very competitive. Incredible talent. Josh Allen's uh, incredible talent. I, I do think Buffalo. Uh, needs to go a different direction as head coach. Um, I mean, you only have a quarterback in a window uh, for a while. I know that, uh, um, you know, with Josh Allen's career, you build around him. It's what you do when you have an elite quarterback uh, like that. Not to say that I don't think Sean McDermott's been a fine coach. He's on a great coach staff with Andy Reid back in 2002 that was loaded with NFL coaches. I just feel they probably need to go a different direction. And that, that coach-quarterback combination is so important. This whole Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes thing is so important uh, to have just that just that relationship between a quarterback and a coach where Andy Reid will call Mahomes at about 4 o'clock in the morning. Say, hey, man, I just thought of a play. I thought of a play you could run. That's the kind of attitude you need because Bill Walsh had that with Joe Montana. He would go out to restaurants on a napkin with his wife and write down a play that he thought Joe would run. You need a great relationship with your quarterback, and it would be nice to see – if Josh Allen had that in Buffalo. Yeah. Jay, um, how do you see this game playing out? Certainly it's only Monday. And a lot of things can change here, but your early forecast for Bills and Chiefs here. Well, Mahomes now 17-3 and three after a loss. It's one thing about the Chiefs. I mean, it's very rare where they lose a couple games in a row. Um, I think they'll be a little bit more feisty uh, this week. I don't think they, uh, they certainly didn't like the way that Raiders game started, even though they came back and won 31-17. I think they felt that uh, you know they could have and should have won, um, especially that game in Green Bay. But I think they'll be a little bit feisty. Hey, it's, it's a fight now for the number one seed. The number one seed is so important for this team because they played more football than anybody uh, the last five years, going to the Super Bowl and five straight AFC title games. And the only way they lost was in overtime. So they played a ton of football. At least the core has uh, with this football team. But now it's a race. Now with Baltimore, it's good for the Chiefs because they end up tying Baltimore, which, by the way, has to go to Jacksonville, has to play the Dolphins, has to fly to San Francisco. If they tie a record with Baltimore, Chiefs get the nod because they have more uh, AFC wins. They have a couple of their losses. Three of the Chiefs losses have come by NFC teams, so that's good for them. They beat Miami and Jacksonville head-to-head. So if they tie with those teams, they'd have it. But I think right now it's a race for the seeding for the Chiefs, and they have the 29th easiest schedule in the NFL right now. Baltimore, the hardest schedule in the NFL. I think Miami's like 11th. So it's going to be a dogfight to get that number one seed, but I think that's where the Chiefs' focus is right now, and they know they just have a limited amount of games uh, to do it. But, uh, yeah, Buffalo will have their full attention. Jay, it's always great getting caught up with you, man. Enjoy Bill's week, and uh, we will uh, catch up with you later, and we'll be listening for you in the free-to-download Odyssey app this weekend, bud. 100%. Always good talking to the sports bar, and uh, tell your coworker to come say hi. We'll treat him up right. You got it. All right. Thanks, Jay. Jay, Jay Binkley, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Yeah, Duffy. Duffy got the invite. Duffy's uh, boss, boss is, in Kansas, is in Kansas City now, right? And so boss man calls him up and said, hey, I just happen to have an extra ticket in the suite if you want to come here. And he's going. Bastard. So he's, <laughs> he's our sports bar representative there. I'm sure we'll get a, a selfie with uh, Duffy and Jay Binkley at some point here through the course of the week. Always love catching up with Jay. I hate this spot for the Bills. 
Boy, we just throwing that stat in there casually. The Mahomes is 17 and three following a loss. Hate this That's, spot for the Bills. Hate this spot for the Bills. Really, really tough spot. Um, we'll we'll just leave that there and see what happens. But for as much as Kansas City looks vulnerable going home with that 17 and three record after a loss, if you're Patrick Mahomes, how did Sean McDermott spend his bye week though? Was he getting caught up with the family or was he just looking at tape nonstop? I imagine looking at tape nonstop. I would imagine too. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that's the latest there out of Kansas City. Again, we, we always know when we have Jay on, what, me, worry? I'm not worried. It's, they're going to be the one seed. Look at their strength of schedule. Look at who they have to who they have to play. There's, uh, there's still reason to believe, if you're the Chiefs, that you could end up the AFC's one seed. They should, because I just pulled up their schedule after Buffalo. You get that Patriot game that was flexed out on Monday night. I think that's hilarious you know, that the Patriots got dissed like that. The Raiders on Christmas Day at home. Now, and then you play the Joe Burrow-less Bengals on uh, New Year's, and then you finish up against the Chargers, who, you know, maybe they're gone from the, the coach is gone by that point. Yeah. The Chargers will already be out of it. You're not playing a contender. Maybe the Bengals are still farting around at that point, but you can't really take that game seriously. This is the last tough game Kansas City has this year. A couple of uh, other NFL notes before we get to happy hour coming up here at 5 o'clock. Uh, you can go ahead and scratch uh, the Steelers. I know that I, I was a believer that the Steelers would end up in the playoffs or find themselves in the postseason with just enough to get in. Boy, after that performance yesterday, and now with the word with Kenny Pickett and ankle surgery today, no timetable on his return, and the inevitable Mitch Trubisky starting Ooh, moving forward. That was a Steeler loss yesterday, was it not? P.J. warned us earlier in the week, like Arizona getting six and a half. It was a weird game, too, with lightning delays and everything else. You know yeah. Really don't get in December, so it's a bad loss for the Steelers at home. And I think, yeah, that that could be the one where we say, no, this is not meant to be this year. They've been doing it with smoke and mirrors there. Um, you, the blame assessment Monday happens everywhere in Tennessee. They fired their special teams coordinator today, Danger. Craig Aukerman is out. The Titans effectively let up two block punts in the loss to the Colts, one that was ruled a fumble because Indianapolis got to the punter before he dropped the ball to kick it. Uh, Ryan Stonehouse suffering a season-ending injury in the play, which left Ryan Tannehill as the temporary holder in the game. Didn't go well. No, kicker Nick Foll also sent an extra point wide left, which kept the score tied. Instead, it went into overtime, eventually won by the Colts. Special teams assistant Tom Quinn takes over as the interim coordinator. If uh, I asked you what the most streamed NFL game ever was, would you have guessed that it was last Thursday night's game between the Cowboys and Seahawks? Because with just over 15 and a quarter million viewers, that is the most mm-hmm. streamed football game ever. Over 15 and a quarter million viewers watched a stream game on a Thursday night, no less. That's Amazon, though. Like, as soon as they get good numbers, here it is. Yeah, right. yeah of course. Yeah, you have Let's check in on, on, uh, on Pittsburgh and uh, New England this coming Thursday. How's that game going to stream? Maybe I should start my holiday shopping then. <laughs> Pittsburgh, that's the Thursday night game? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Kind of gross. Oh. 
Uh, and we, we spent some time uh, with Thorne Eistrom, a betting pro. I was talking some college football earlier today. Uh, his teams are are dealing with transfer portal and teams are dealing with opt-outs. One opt-out that we can tell you that has some NFL relevance, probably just because he's the presumptive number one overall pick in April's draft. That's Caleb Williams. He will not be suiting up in the Holiday Bowl against Louisville for USC. That's according to his head coach yeah. there, Lincoln Riley. Um, look, Heisman Trophy winner last year, you know, team down a bit this year, but still respectable numbers, 68.6% of his passes, over 3,600 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, five interceptions, and 11 touch, eleven rushing touchdowns for Williams as well. I don't know that there's anybody that's taking, taking that spot. I mean, I mean, there's a long way to go between now and April, but it still feels like it's Caleb Williams, number one overall. Yeah, I want to credit guys who want to play. Like Bo Nix is going to play in the Fiesta Bowl. He had nice. Uh, That's because Bo Nix is thirty-five years old. I mean, like this is his job at this point. He's not a, colleg- a collegiate athlete anymore. He's been playing college football since what? Cam Newton was he? Cam Newton's backup at Auburn. He's twenty-three, which is a little old. He feels like he's been playing college football for just a little too long. I may, maybe the pandemic aged all of us a little bit. Maybe time went so slow during the pandemic that I've lost track of time. Yeah, that's you know so. Yeah, started at Auburn twenty nineteen. Yeah, that like it, it feels it, like forever it, ago. Feels like forever ago. Feels like forever ago. Uh, and he came up just a little bit short there. <laughs> oh, Nick's from Arkadelphia, Arkansas. By the way, lot of a uh, lot of Bo Nicks being emotional on the sideline at the end of that game. I remember Caleb Williams having an emotional moment during the regular season. A lot of people kind of like, oh, too emotional. Can't have that in my franchise quarterback. Where are we at with Bo Nicks? Showing kind of similar emotion. Nobody really he talking lost about a that. championship game. So get cut him a slack. They, like Caleb Williams was doing it in mommy's arms with his helmet on. Caleb Williams also not coming out to the podium after the UCLA loss, which in the NFL, that's mandated. So like Lincoln Riley not doing his quarterback any favors. Look, it's we will nitpick everything about these quarterbacks. Everyone will nitpick, and it's just one of those things you got to kind of bring attention. Like, hmm, that's that's odd. Yeah, and see how it play out. Uh, all right, happy hour uh, on the way next in the sports bar. We'll talk a little bit more college football playoff. Of course, the big story of the day. And you're welcome to join us at eight six six four F A N eight six six four three two six. If you want to pull up a stool, we're also on X at the Fan Rochester. The sports bar, Danger and Bataglia, ninety five seven F M N A M nine fifty. The Fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.